0: everybody welcome back to Latch Mama podcast for those of you who are joining us for the first time Latch Mama podcast is a podcast for the mothers in the trenches of motherhood Um, today we are going to talk about friendships with our kids not our friendships with our kids but navigating helping our kids navigate friendships with other little ones you're listening to Latch Mama podcast I'm your host Melissa Wirt busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. How are you? Good. I'm glad we're not
1: talking about, like, friendships with us because I was not doing well with that yesterday. So, just with, like, the parenting, like, with the kids and stuff.
0: Like, the parenting yeah like oh like oh, the 15 oh. year old oh the friendships uh-huh. like where the line is I'm not between their friend being but a mom and a friend and all of that stuff. yeah, yeah so I'm yeah, glad no. it's
1: it's between between them today. I hear you there
0: yeah yeah I don't know apparently we're not supposed to be their friends long term I don't know I haven't yeah. gotten to the whole like how do you raise a big kid books yet I probably yeah. won't read them I'll probably just feel my way through it yeah I okay. don't know yeah there's six I'm trying. of trying one of them <laughs> will end up being my friend probably one of them one will might probably, be in jail. I might have
1: one in jail. I don't not. know. I wanted to give up yesterday, but oh. yeah. Okay. Anyways, so right.
0: let's talk about helping these little ones navigate friendships because it is one of the more heartwarming and heartbreaking parts of motherhood I feel like like that first yeah. time you see your kid get hurt on the playground like emotionally or like not invited to a birthday party mm-hmm. or just kind of like mean kitted a bit Oof. there's nothing that makes my mama bear come out more than that yeah but you have to let them navigate it and you have to let them learn I guess yeah
1: and you know the one thing that I was thinking about and this was also with yesterday's stuff that was going on at our house is if we take it back to how hard it is to make friends as a mom Mm -hmm. and like how you start second guessing yourself and am I worthy of that? So then I'm sitting here going like, how hard is it for me to make friends Mm -hmm. right now? And I'm trying to help my kids make friends. So like, I feel like I'm in the boat. Like, Mm -hmm. can I sit in front of somebody and get this lecture and, you know, somebody help teach me this but it's really
0: really difficult yeah I was actually we're working on something for this other project that I'm doing um and we were talking about how like literally like motherhood is a second adolescence. So there are many times where like we're experiencing things for like the first time as mothers with a different set of eyes while we're also walking our kids through very similar things. And, yeah, um, you know, I think at, at the younger age, as the kids start to develop their own friendships and I'm not talking about like forced playdates or anything like that, but like mm-hmm. when they truly start to create the, Hey, can you come to like, my get birthday to know party? Somebody, yeah, yeah. Like they get to kind of, know each other. Um, kind of what is our role in that and how can we help facilitate that and how can we teach them to show up, but also set boundaries. And it's a really, really hard thing to navigate. Yeah. Um, cause all the, all of my kids are different. Like Nathan, who's my oldest, he's very, very social. So he is like this natural leader when he's around other kids Alex kind of falls a little bit in his coattails, but is extremely different. Um, so he's Mm going to be friends with different people than Nathan's going to be friends with. And it's like, how does it all work out?
1: We often have the conversation, um, of, Hey, keep learning about yourself, Mm -hmm. learning to just be a better, better human, if you Mm -hmm. will, not even just a better friend yet, but just a better person, um, and learn about everybody treat everybody as if they could be a potential friend Mm -hmm. you know we don't have to single somebody out and are they my true friend well i have these friends i I don't i don't want any more friends you know just it's so hard It's so hard because as i start to see them get into middle school and high school middle Mm -hmm. school was the hardest um and i'm seeing it now with gabe at compare he'll constantly kind of say well linux has this group of friends and i constantly have to remind him i'm like dude When Lennox would come home in sixth grade from Mm -hmm. school and I would ask him questions about his day and how was lunch and did he sit with anybody? And he's like, well, I sat with my one friend and it was just his one friend from his lunch class. So, and then, and then one day he came home and he's like, well, I I sat with this other kid. He's like, but I don't know if he's my friend yet. And I was, it was literally like that. Like he didn't have a group. He hardly had anybody. And I think it's such this awkward stage, this elementary into middle to where what is a friend Mm -hmm. what what is a friend do I know how to be a friend do I actually have like a real real friend or do I just know people and I'm Mm -hmm. friendly and I'm learning about them and learning how to have a conversation and things like that so I have to constantly remind him that hey Linux went through the same thing Mm -hmm. the same thing
0: and it's so interesting because it comes more naturally I feel like some of those friendship behaviors with some of my kids than it does with others and I'm sure other moms see the same thing like Nathan will lead his group of friends but will he check on them later or will he stay in touch with them in a way that fosters connection? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Alex, on the other hand, will go to the store and say, hey, my friend's favorite candy is this. It's on sale. Can I get it for them? And it's just this like constant one is always thinking about others. One is not. And I'm just using them as an example because they can kind of talk and communicate the best right now because they're older. But I can see it in all of my kids. There are some that are naturally more empathetic and naturally more feeling than the others. Mm-hmm. Nathan has this little girlfriend for the first time. Uh, they're 11 and it's really cute. Um, but I have to remind him sometimes of, Hey, um, Emma wasn't at the swim meet tonight. How do you think that made her feel? And it's like this whole exercise in, Oh, she probably felt like crap. Well, did you miss her? He's like, Yeah, I missed her. I said, Well, why don't you tell her that you missed her? And he's like, Cause that's cringe. And I'm like, No, that's not cringe. <laughs> that is actually showing up for another human being. Whereas mm-hmm. Alex had already texted his brother's girlfriend's brother to say, Hey, we really missed you guys tonight. So it's like this whole big thing of like teaching them these true life skills. Cause you want them to be good human beings, but you mm-hmm. also want them to foster connection because they need it. Yeah. And then I also feel like you're like, hey, but it's so hard for me as a mom. And so, like, we're getting into these moments where I would probably assume most mothers are do have lonely moments. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't want this to happen for my kids. So how do I make sure that they are fostering connection? Yeah. And how do I facilitate it for them? Yeah. So it's interesting. My uh, second guy who's on the spectrum,
1: he goes to. It's it's not even speech. It's more like a social skills, mm-hmm. right? With I'm, our like beloved Miss Marie. Beloved Miss Marie, who, um, yeah, is fantastic. So he only go he was twice a month, but he's kind of in this group and mm-hmm. they, they just talk. They talk about conversations. They talk about starting a conversation or how your response is in a conversation mm-hmm. to keep it going. And I literally just want all my kids in it. Like yeah. all little kids could Absolutely. literally benefit from this Mm -hmm. type of a group. Um, And I'm sure they focus on some more specific things, but you know, just from the outside, they play games and they learn to lose and Mm -hmm. they learn to Mm -hmm. truly just interact. Yeah. And I think that's half the battle uh, because it's It's so, so so, difficult. Even as an adult, it
0: is so, so hard. So like, so we were at a swim meet, I don't know, two weeks ago and they had a playground like off the pool deck and there were so many people there and we're a little bit more like, I don't know, loosey goosey with our, our kids, especially at a swim meet. But Catherine was having a little bit of independence and we were letting her play on the, on the playground. And she thinks she rules the world right now at three and a half anyways, and she can do everything. But anyways, I'm sitting there, hot, sweaty pool deck. And all of a sudden Catherine walks up to me hand in hand with this little girl, never seen this kid before in my life. And she's like, Hey mom, this is my new best friend and I need her to come to my birthday party. And I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, um, Hi. Um, are you from are you from Granite? Or are you from Brandermill? Like what? Like trying to get <laughs> some background information on said new best friend because I didn't want to shoot her down and be like, hey, this isn't how we make friends. We don't just go play on a playground. And then suddenly there are friends in September for your birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also wanted her wanted to celebrate this newfound friendship that she had made. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what happened. I mean, it was chaotic, whatever. I never saw the girl again. I, I don't I don't know. Aww. I assume she's not gonna come to the birthday party. But it's just so interesting to like watch them learn how yeah. to interact with people. You know, at age three, suddenly we're best friends immediately. Like we like both like Peppa Pig and we both can swing from the mm-hmm. monkey bars and suddenly we're best friends. But like when does that change and yeah. when does that when does that happen? And I almost wish
1: In the conversations we have where I I say, you know, we're open, Mm -hmm. like talk to people, learn about people, Mm -hmm. things like that. I wish I could bottle up that little three year old Uh vibe because that I wish would just continue through middle school. And it's because you're just you're completely Mm -hmm. open and accepting. And Mm -hmm. they're just being together and doing the things on the playground, right? Versus this judgment comes in and self-esteem issues, you know?
0: I mean, there's definitely the judgment piece. But what's been interesting for me to navigate with my older kids as they've had a little bit more freedom this summer is they're actually learning, like, where their boundaries are and, like, what our family beliefs and morals are, what other people's are, and Mm -hmm. how those come together. To create a friendship. So can they be like where where are their boundaries with friendship? So they have this best friendish kind of neighborhood family and they were walking home from the pool and mm-hmm. th- the little girl made a comment about. A flag that was hanging outside of somebody else's house and um, my kids were very upset about the comment that they that she made because Here they are, beautiful friendship, love her dearly, but suddenly she's making a comment about a group of people that my family embraces and loves. And, you know, everybody is allowed to be who you want to be, and we Mm -hmm. talk to them about, you know, different types of people. And suddenly she was passing judgment on a certain group of people, and my kids really really got upset and their question was does this mean we can't be friends with her anymore and my question back to them was that's up to you all let's talk about how it made you feel you stood up to her Mm -hmm. you guys went back and forth like where does it land but these are questions that are going to Mm -hmm. literally come across your plate for the rest of your life and you have to decide Mm -hmm. Where these little friendship buckets go like maybe she doesn't become a super close friend because you don't like the way that she potentially could treat you if you know you decided to or you were a certain way. So
1: right we have a couple um, and those are the things that we're also tackling right now is Penelope my Mm nine-year-old. There's kind of three of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, this little trio which trios are not very fun and then my older daughter also there's kind of three sometimes four mm-hmm. that'll like play together um and we've had the ups and downs of being left out mm-hmm. and those conversations and being left out for like six seven months kind of conversations mm. yeah or um i'm like go over see if they can play and the answer is no often. And so we have these conversations of being open and giving mm-hmm. people grace and yep. understanding that you, you can't always play and you don't mm-hmm. always want to play and that is yep. okay. But also how many times are you going to take a no before you decide, you know what, this is enough for me. Yep, I'm going to take a break, a step back from this friendship mm-hmm. or something like that. And these are like really Gosh, difficult conversations, so hard, especially as they get older and they're really questioning their self-worth mm-hmm. and Mm -hmm. how hard of a hit um, that can take on them. Um, So just kind of like playing into those conversations where it starts to get tricky and what do you do and what do you say and when do you give grace and when do you say, "Mm, I'm worth more than this Yeah, and find somebody else. But that's so hard. It's hard for an adult to go find somebody else, let alone ask a nine year old to say, go in the neighborhood, find somebody else. it's
0: It's so interesting to have like these conversations on the backside because it's like, We were driving home from the swim meet and sweet little Emma, who is, you know, Nathan's girlfriend at 11 years old, had gotten hurt at the farm. And so she wasn't at the swim meet. And the actual way that she got hurt, the story itself is is different depending on who you talk to. And. Mm -hmm we had handled it I felt like between the two families very very well and very very healthy and it was just it, it, we were sitting in a really warm place about it but it was a really big deal when Emma missed the swim meet and it became more of a drama filled situation and I guess one of Nathan's best friends looked at him and said you know something like you hurt Emma what kind of boyfriend are you or something like that it, which, which I don't believe he meant as meanly as it took but then I have an 11 year old on the pool deck at, in T tea- years wanting to know what he's supposed to say and is this person still his friend and you know so then you start talking about misunderstandings and tone and you know did you tell him that's how it made you like how it made you feel and I mean there's you know, a deer into the headlights at 11 at this point of I can't I can't tell another boy mm-hmm. how I'm feeling and I'm like whoa 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 we need to get back to where feelings are okay because do I really want to you know raise another you know Boundaried white male in America right now And it's just like where does This yeah. all go Yeah, I, And it's, it's so, so, so Overwhelming because mm-hmm. they're, they're Being taught I'm sure Places like the internet and YouTube And things like that that like they're not Supposed to have emotions and the fact that this Kid said something to him and it hurt him mm-hmm. He's going to go cry but he is going to Find the furthest corner somewhere To go cry mm-hmm. and I'm going to hold him and I'm going to Tell him it's okay but like Mm-hmm. he doesn't want anybody to see the fact that he's having emotions. But when did that happen? Because I never told yeah. him he wasn't allowed to have emotion. Freaking cry, cry on the pool deck. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. l- yeah, let's have them. Your feelings are hurt. Like let's yeah. talk about it. And you're also scared. How, you're upset. Like how hard that next step is, is to
1: often realize, well, it, n- number one, he's not even in this mm-hmm. situation. It's none of his business to be in this situation. Yep. Why is he speaking out and putting somebody down? It has yeah. to be something on his side because it's nothing I did to him. So like, but these are all like pretty Such advanced, complex. very yeah. aware, you know, things that mm-hmm. can go through our brain. But I have had to start having those conversations with kids where they're like, they did this to me and they were so mean to me. And I was like, was there, you know, we talked through it. And I'm like, is there anything like you think you specifically did? And they're like, no. And I'm like, Okay, like this is really difficult, like Mm -hmm. for anybody in life, even adults. But that is on him or bullies at school or things like that. But those are so complex. So at eleven, it's like you said, like kind of deer in headlights. Like I. I don't even know how to process that or have that happen or was it? my? But then it's (laughs) like
0: this spiral that starts going, which is, was it my fault? Could I have done more? And the problem is, is that the kids that are saying the comments aren't living with my son and haven't Mm -hmm. watched him deal with it and haven't watched all of this anxiety because, I mean, he was involved in the situation. He could have he could have made better choices. We all could have made better choices. But it's like this this bizarre kind of circle of self-worth and where does it lie and how do we make it happen? And it's what I think also gets complicated in this is when we become friends with parents, but then our kids suddenly don't want to be friends with each other or don't want to get along yeah. or there's something happening there. Cause you don't want to judge the other parent for mm-hmm. their child's behavior, but you want to maintain that relationship and it just gets really, really complicated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. Like in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa. It's like yeah. the kids want to, the kids are friends. The and, kids are and friends. And you may be like, struggling with that. I the, really
0: don't have anything in common mm-hmm. with these other people, but I'm going to sit here and I'm mm-hmm. going to pretend like I do. Yeah. That's like a whole other thing. And yeah. then it's almost like this like beautiful sunshine moment of like rainbows and unicorns when mm-hmm. the whole thing works and when suddenly you have another family that mm-hmm. you can hang out with and you can actually enjoy their company and be real and authentic with at the same time that the kids are off playing and having fun and
1: and I think it's also hard as a parent too you do want to help guide them through these situations but sometimes they start coming up frequently and I have to be like you need to you need to try to work through this you may make the wrong mistake you may say the wrong thing but like I can't solve and I say it mostly to like my older ones like I can't I can't Solve all everything for you. You got to try, come up with some solutions mm-hmm. and try one and see how it works out. And like you, you're going to have to navigate the friendship.
0: Have you run into the situation yet? And I'm really scared about when this is going to happen in my life. But where like your kid is a, f- is friends with just like a little shit. Like just, I mean, I know that sounds terrible that no kid is like that, but like somebody who maybe doesn't practice the same like kindness and morals that your family does or is constantly mean to them. Yeah, it's a little
1: scary. I don't think we've, we haven't had that yet, Mm -hmm. but I did get a little nervous. I told you about the situation with Lennox and like that fake account, like with the kid in the neighborhood. I swear. Is this why he needed a social security number? No, no, that he was just being a 15 year old. I don't know. But he has a friend in the neighborhood and they're actually, she's really nice. Um, Mom's going back to law school. She has four kids, like Mm -hmm. really good kids. They just made like stupid choice. But anyways, his friend. Signed him up this fake account on some other app. I had no idea and was posting things. that looks like it's coming from him. <gasps> but like really bad topics. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like you got to get this shut down. So we were trying to figure it out one night at like 10, 15, getting this account shut down. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh my gosh, like who? It makes you think. I'm like, huh? Who's this kid? Like you, this is not something you do to
0: your friend. Like and at all. Like this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And
1: I was telling, talking to Lennox about, it. I'm yes. like, this is a huge deal. Um, and it, it kind of got me into that, but I'm sure it's coming. And I feel like you, I just have to accept that. Yeah. And, and you just try to do them the exactly through these conversations that we're having. It and literally makes me want to like throw up sweat. with
0: anxiety right now.
1: But like, I'm really struggling with my oldest right now, like really struggling. I feel like most end in some sort of argument where either I'm triggered, I react as a parent, Mm -hmm. which is not good. But also on the flip side, I feel like he doesn't have much respect for like household rules. He's Mm -hmm. pushing every boundary possible, Mm -hmm. not treating siblings well, things like that. And I'm trying to chalk it up to. He's got a lot of trust in us because he doesn't do this out of the house at uh school or anything. But at the same time, I'm like, this is not okay. But like, it literally just hits me for a day. And I'm like, how do we fix this? And it's scary. And I don't want him to go run off and be angry and mad and make a terrible friend or find somebody and just get into bad trouble. And I could go ramble on and on and on. But it is, it is. is It's kind of, you and
0: I made extremely good choices um, at that age eric thankfully made extremely bad choices at that age and he's still alive (laughs) by the grace of god and he's a good human i would like to think at this point um and he survived but he had some of those friends in life that i'm like i don't know how they're still alive i don't know how you're still alive but thankfully you guys all are are, and you guys are kind of making good decisions now at 45 Mm -hmm. like they have to get through it at some point I do have this um older mother in my life who was telling me this story a couple of weeks ago and it was really what I took from the story was probably not what I was supposed to take from the story but as she was telling it she was talking about how when her daughter was a teenager um something had happened and whatever and then when she kind of ended up truly having like A conversation about what had happened and she offered her daughter an apology she talked about how it was when she was in college and she said you know we were friends again and it was like this like moment of like reassurance that no matter how tough it gets Mm -hmm. in like those high school teenage years like it is really nice if you can just kind of hopefully make sure that they make the right decisions and you guide them as much and you have enough faith and yeah. whatever you have faith in, yep. that hopefully you know they come back around and they are your friends again. Yeah, but
1: I've tried to rest, and I mean we've had these conversations of just just the general ups and downs of kids, and just fingers crossed, you know whether it's infant sleeping and then deciding yeah. not to, or you know oh I mm-hmm. loved this kiddo at three years old and they're a terror at six, or you know yeah. whatever it uh-huh. is, just kind of sitting and resting and being comfortable in that there will constantly be those ups and downs and times where you feel the relationships are closer as a parent and a child yeah. and separate. And I know I feel like we've kind of gotten off of like the, the, the friendship the building, friendship, but I but think it's still kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can teach these skills um, and just kind of knowing that it'll kind of come and go.
0: Do you have like rules on kids spending the night at other families' houses? Like how well do you have to know the parents or like how well? Cause I know that that was, Kind of a big deal for us Mm -hmm. when it first started. Um, Not like I didn't feel the need to like really, really know the parents, but um, it does. I mean, guns scare me a bit. Like just, I I don't, I I don't know. It's It's, it's
1: an interesting question because I actually... It was recently I was reading this article and I was a girl. She's like, here's your top five questions for asking about yeah, sleepover. I saw that. And I yes. was like, oh, my God, I don't ask any of. Well, these." Well, no, questions. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'm kind of in this and I get yeah. some questions. And I'm like, OK, I was not.
0: Uh-huh. Like, like it was like, about it was like, it was, are your, are your guns locked up? Yeah, are your guns? That locked was like up? number one. Are, like, your, are, are there parental controls on your screens? And. Like and it was like, are do you, you have
1: other adults living in your in home? House? I was yes. like, uh-huh. whoa, like,
0: I mean, it's so true. Uh, but so I don't also don't know if I can walk through life worrying you about all yeah. of those things because it literally yeah. made me want to throw up. So we don't
1: have hard rules. I don't have hard rules. But yeah. like we will discuss if it's something new. And as sad to say it is, I'm a little bit harder on my girls than the mm-hmm. boys. But really, they only want to sleep over at a couple close friends. Yeah. And those have been mm-hmm. kind of vetted and they're fine. Yep. But the boys I have, I ask Lennox every time. I'm like, "Do we need to have a sleepover talk?" He's like, "No, like we've had the sleepover talk, you know, all the time." And but I do. I'm like, "Your phone is always charged, like yep. always charged, and it's not on silent." Do you have a
0: code if he needs you to pick him up? That's not like mom, mommy. I want to come home. We I, have we have I, emojis. We have the lobster okay. emoji. Okay. So like, if my so kids I, are ever in a situation <laughs> where they don't feel like they can actually say. Mom, I need mm-hmm. you or I want to get out of this situation or come pick me up. We use the lobster emoji.
1: I probably should. I actually don't. But we have these conversations. I'm like, your phone is always on. It's always on ringer. Ours mm-hmm. will be. And then I say, I'm like, if there's ever anything, if there's somebody drunk, you don't feel safe. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't ca- find the closest door, mm-hmm. walk out of it mm-hmm. with your phone and go sit on the driveway. And w- like seriously, I'm like, and call me from there. Like, cause uh-huh. most of the time he's in the neighborhood. Yeah. Or he has a friend where he spends a night in like Fox Creek. I'm like, mm-hmm. go sit on the road. Like mm-hmm. you do not yes. have to stay <laughs> on the road in those four walls. Yeah. Like at all. Get out. Get yeah. out of the situation. Just yeah. as if it was a fire or something out. Like get out. And also we just talk, I'm like, I don't have to be the first phone call. You can call 911. Like 100%. Yeah. If it's an unsafe situation that you need more help than me, yeah. you call 911. But it's like, so
0: funny how like crucial those friendships get to them and how much mm-hmm. those friendships are tied up with their self-worth and their belonging and like these yeah. true things that we all need. And they, they yeah. learn it at a young age when they start yeah. these little playdates. And yeah. it becomes this thing and you just hope or I hope that – if they do go south or if they end up in situations where they wouldn't make mm-hmm. that same decision that they have the yeah. confidence to speak up and risk those cringy moments or risk whatever the cool word is to call them now. Yeah. Um, and actually reach out. Yeah. But we d- we
1: talk about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Just your body and all mm-hmm. that. And really, yeah. I, I wouldn't find yourself in a room like doors do not need to be shut. Mm-hmm. like. Be aware of your surroundings, things like that. Yeah. Where's the exit, which
0: all oh, just feels terrible to talk about. But it's interesting, it's, though, because I mean, important. I've taken a very, very different stance than my family did and my parents did. Like my kids mm-hmm. have so much more education. And I think some of it is because the information is there if they were to go look for it. So yeah, it might as well can come find it. from us mm-hmm. and it might as well come in a situation where they absolutely know that they can talk about it and they absolutely know that they can. Have a conversation mm-hmm. with us about it if they have questions, but yeah. it's interesting letting them go experience other families and other kids and, mm-hmm. and learn and, and have experiences. I think it's so important for them to experience, Yeah, you know, their friendships and their friends, families and, and stuff like that. And so different than, yeah. you know, well, I don't know what they get. It has definitely led to some discussions
1: because sometimes it's been like three girls sleepover. Mm -hmm. So then you talk about that dynamic and we often have conversations after that if like two are kind of leaving one out and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it does lead to some other kind of just, Mm -hmm. you know, talking through those situations. But most of the time it's kind of one on one. Mm -hmm. And I think
0: it's so interesting because I didn't realize it was going to be as hard as it is like you talk about like you said the sleeping or the food or the eating like and as they grow up and you think about all of these things about being a mom I don't think I really realized like watching like the impact of watching them have like the emotional pain from places other than you Mm -hmm. know their home and like you have to encourage the connection and learning and you I mean you know if you're a human being you're gonna get hurt and it's watching them explore i mean it starts on the playground when somebody does sandbox and somebody doesn't want to share with you um Mm -hmm. and then it just continues when you're older and you get told during warm-ups that you hurt your girlfriend and it it hurts you and it hurts you because you think you might have and it hurts Mm -hmm. you because the person who's saying it you thought was a friend and it just becomes this big thing where like well you can't protect them they just you just have to teach them to to stand up for themselves yeah. so yeah one of the more challenging parts of being a mom as kids grow up but yeah. i don't know be their safe face to land if you can and hope that they talk to you yeah
1: yeah I us try to do more listening than talking if i can
0: yeah have them share you're better at that than i am because i just want to get involved
1: not all it depends on the situation yeah if it's like a repeat thing they keep getting hurt then i just want to like dive
0: in and like you know yeah, fight it for them but they got to they gotta those do it boundaries. themselves they've got to learn how to do yeah. it yeah uh, and then you just eat ice cream and you watch a movie together and yeah hopefully it gets better
1: any tips help us we're right there in the yeah. trench with you on absolutely that, so.
0: so godspeed mamas yeah. see you next week bye